to the Flow State Performance Podcast. My name is Jira Taylor. I'm the host and founder of Flow State and the host of Flow Tribe, a community for awesome people, probably a little bit like you, who are looking to be surrounded by like-minded people on the path to greater self-awareness. So today I decided, I felt it, to do a little bit of a solo storytelling kind of flow. Um, we've been having some wonderful interviews with Flow Masters and some really interesting humans the last few episodes of the Flow State Performance Podcast. And today I thought to sort of like bring it a little bit closer to home and uh, just change the energy of it a little bit um, and give a little bit more of an insight into, I guess, the energy behind the whole Flow State movement and allow you some insight into, I guess, the life I live and um, some of the practices that I partake in and and a little bit behind the curtain in terms of my journey to get to where I am now. So on this podcast today, I'm going to be sharing the story of uh, a very beautiful chapter of my life that happened very recently. It was a kind of a six-week quest, um, a self-initiation of sorts, which led me all around uh, Australia, um, spending time with some beautiful humans and masters and learning so much about myself and doing so much healing and so much growing and so much realizing of my own power and um, I wanted to share this experience with you guys so um, please listen in you're going to learn some awesome stuff um, and also it's just an honor to be able to share my journey with you so please listen in and if you resonate with it then please uh, send me an email to jiro at theflowstate.co um, letting me know what you benefited from and how this helped you otherwise please remember that flow tribe is open as an application process, but if you're the sort of person that's super committed to your growth, I'd love for you to check it out at flowtribe.co, and um, yeah, if you feel it, apply, and there's some beautiful stuff going on in there, lots of high-level conversations and just feelings of like support. There's one of my friends, Max, said to me, the reason what, what I get out of Flowtribe is that in Flowtribe, I can just be myself. I can just let go of all the other stuff all the pretending, all of the stuff that you got to do sometimes in the outside world and just let it all go and just be real. And that hit me in the heart and I was like, yes. All right, without further ado, let's get in to the show. Okay, so my journey began in uh, about, I don't know, it was September, early September 2017. And I spent six weeks uh, over in Europe with my wife, visiting family members. And this is the previous six months before this. I was um, doing a lot of traveling and moving around. And Flow State, I guess, was in a position of kind of oh, floatiness or um, a little bit of indecision around directions to take and things like that. And really, if you understand how outer reality is but a fractal, a, a mirroring, a reflection of inner reality, then you'll understand that the lack of movement, uh, the lack of momentum in flow state was really a manifestation of a inner blocking that I felt within me. So I decided to do something about this. Um, I decided first of all to become aware and take responsibility for the state that I was in inside. It was manifesting as a feeling of incompleteness, like something just just a very subtle awareness that all was not in flow. And when you've lived in flow and you're not in flow, it's a very, very palpable uh, feeling of blockage and struggle because you're used to, like, I'm used to, like, just effortless momentum and just synchronistic happenings and, like, 
magical manifestations and just <laughs> and when that's not happening it's like all right something within me is manifesting in a blockage and so i decided to tune in with what was going on and enter a new stage of surrender and release because what i was in was a stage of like pushing and forcing strategizing trying to come up with business plans doing mind maps writing lists and just being like very sort of like left brain um rational holding on to stuff so i decided to consciously let go and surrender the planning you know planning has a place but i was doing too much of it there was an imbalance so in the surrender i just decided to let go and part of this surrender was a very conscious decision to just say yes to life and when you make a conscious decision to say yes to life and just be open to the whims and the beautiful synchronicities and random coincidences that <laughs> make up life it's almost like embracing a level of fearlessness and acceptance which projects a certain type of energetic frequency from which things happen and this is a story of that okay so the first chapter in this particular episode of my life was being invited to a beautiful retreat center where i often go to do plant medicine work and this was a time to commune with one of my plant teachers uh, san pedro the cactus which contains a substance called mescaline and another name of it is wachuma and this is a sacred plant teacher that's been used for thousands of years in ceremonial work in parts of south central north america and i think it would oh, it's fair to say that san pedro is really a ambassador of nature and nature is my greatest teacher nature is my beautiful most beautiful source of wisdom and inspiration and growth and all the good stuff So when I do work with this teacher plant San Pedro I really view it as a trust to directly interface to connect with the power that is nature. And I had some very clear intentions going into this particular ceremony and I was going to work with the plant on a more intensive level than I ever have done before because previously I've just done one ceremony and then integrated after that. And this is an opportunity to do a ceremony and then integrate for a day and then another ceremony and then integrate and then another ceremony. and then integrate. So three ceremonies in 6 days on beautiful sacred land surrounded by amazing people also doing the work, receiving guidance from very experienced people, communing with nature, like being in the presence of a sacred mountain and beautiful ancient trees and wombats and kangaroos and just like full beauty. And I came to this ceremony work with the intention to heal what i felt was a manifestation of the blockage within me and i could sense that there were things around the feminine around my story of my mother the story of how i was loved or not loved the story of how i had a creative block within me that wasn't being expressed i could sense that there were these things around masculinity and femininity and that i'd been so on this path of logical rational planning like that felt kind of mechanical and clunky but yet there was a lack of like the the grace and the rhythm and the flow just that sort of yin kind of feminine soft kind of way of being and i went to this ceremony with the intention to heal whatever it was that created that that um imbalance 
or just to not just heal, but just to gain an awareness of what was at the root of that imbalance. And boy, did I get what I asked for. <laughs> so this ceremony, <laughs> there were six other beautiful humans there. Two of them were my mother's age. Three of them had the same religious upbringing that, that uh, or had family members who are also Jehovah's Witnesses, which is the same religion that I was brought up as. My mother's a Jehovah's Witness, and I was raised a Jehovah's Witness, and it's created all sorts of childhood, I don't know, trauma, scars, like memories of like repression. And I got out of that religion when I was 15 and pretty much have been on the quest for truth and, and awareness um, expansion uh, ever since then. And... I had a sense that a lot of the, the blockage that I was feeling was around this, this my childhood, around unprocessed or stories that had laid down, like seeds that had laid down in, in, in the past that, that which had manifested in, I don't know, trees that had grown but not straight. And I, and I needed to go back there to kind of like realign or gain greater awareness of what was going on. And so with medicine, I was having the most profound, beautiful experiences. And on the first day, the first journey, I was, we walked down to a clearing um, where there's just ancient trees and you can just feel the energy of, of ancient people who have just chilled in this place for years and years and years. And I, was, I started hallucinating, as you often do when you're coming on on a big dose of San Pedro. And I started picturing my own childbirth. And as I was visioning my childbirth, it was like feelings of, I could sense the fear of my mother. I could sense like, like just raw emotion of this experience, and it was the start of a whole journey of experiencing my childhood through a different perspective, not from the ego perspective, not from the self slash victim perspective, but from this other perspective, potentially from my mother's perspective, or maybe just from an objective third-party perspective, and I was just observing my childbirth and feeling my mother's fear and ferocity, and that was just the start. <sighs> Over the next six days, for anyone who hasn't done a San Pedro experience, you go through these waves of like somber processing. The, the Native Americans, the Lakota people call it the lament you go through a process of lamenting, of like being in sadness or pain, feeling feeling pains that you have felt, but approaching it with this energy of loving kindness and compassion and wisdom. And it's a chance to, to re-imagine the pains or re-infuse them with love and higher wisdom. And that's what I did over the course of the next three ceremonies. I was just having wave after wave after wave of childhood memory, of trauma, of the time where my mother and dad were pulling me from separate arms because each wanted to take me somewhere differently. The memory of, yeah, being punished, the memory of being mind-controlled, the memory of just being squeezed into a religion. And... I was, mad. I, I was able to process all of this from a level of compassion and higher consciousness in which I could be grateful for all of this and uh, absorb it in a 
in that in like absorb it with like this flavor of 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 love and understanding being like okay this is okay it was all okay it was all it was all okay like like and to just release all of the like guilt anger blaming lack of forgiveness non-acceptance labeling just like let it all go and instead just let come in just love and this just went on for days and days and days and days, just like flushing out all the trauma, bringing in love and wisdom, until I reached a point of just peace. It was this is this is one of the breakthroughs I had was the realization that the the, the default what it is to to be natural, to be wild, to be free, as a default state when we get rid of all that stands in the way. So of the purity of us, without ego and fear and blame and all the patterns and stories, beneath all that is just is love and purity from which comes this natural contentedness, this default state of joy and delight with life. That is the default natural state. And when all these patterns and whatever it was that shaded the light and the love from within me was removed, I was just fucking beaming. And in this state, I was dancing around, I was climbing trees, I was like doing animal mimicry movements, I was playing the drum, just like feeling the rhythm inside me, I was writing poetry, I was writing prayers and songs, I was just like full love, like giving out cosmic hugs to people. And it was a healing, you know? Present day, like the nugget, this is the nugget that I took from that particular experience, but it's it's in the present that I heal the past. Okay? Simply by tuning into my wholeness in the present. Simply by tuning into my wholeness, like We'll come to this later, but this sense that I am God, that you are God, that we are whole. By tuning into that, that level that is always there beneath, we heal. I healed. And so that was chapter one. And, you know, as you can imagine, I was just flowing with life, all these things that had been like hooks in my consciousness, keeping me, keeping me like restrained or keeping me like less than whole, were just like unhooked. And so I was just entered this state of just joy, defaults, default, just like expression. Went back home. It was my birthday. Spent it with um, my wife, Maria, and, and beautiful brothers and sisters came to celebrate, and we played music. I was honored by all of them, and it was just a heart-opening experience. And the next day, another brother came, and this was the entrance into Chapter 2 of this particular quest. My brother James Skalkos, the founder of DMT movement, um, a very special brother of mine, um, a very open-hearted man, and he was coming up to have an experience with the toad. Now, for anybody who's schooled in entheogenic vocabulary, the toad will mean something to you. Uh, otherwise, the best way to describe the toad is to say that the toad is a is a is a real toad that, that jumps around the forest in a part of Mexico and it contains 
the poison of this toad, uh, or the medicine, whichever way you look at it, contains um, a substance called 5-MeO-DMT, which is, I think, the strongest psychedelic that we have, that we have an awareness of. And um, the story with DMT, what people will say to you is that you are guaranteed to have a non-dual experience of unity consciousness. Um, and so I was invited to partake in toad medicine. And of course I said yes, because I'm saying yes to everything. And it felt right. I tuned into my inner being, my compass, and it felt absolutely right to say yes to the toad. And so I met my friends in a forest, and we were met by a beautiful man who was serving the toad. And he, out of the kindness of his heart, there was no money exchanged. He spent hours with us just beautifully explaining and being in service to this to this teacher. And the toad was is a... This non-dual experience is is a is something that I struggle to put words on. You know, people are like, what was it like? And I'm like, for weeks I had no words to explain what it was like. It was like nothing happened, yet everything happened at the same time. And I think the most powerful way to explain what happened during my toad experience is that when I came out of it, it was like being reborn onto a forest floor in my adult body, but from a place of no conditioning. So it was as though I was just to come out of some sort of cosmic womb and for the first time I was experiencing my physical body and I was just fascinated by joint movement and spinal undulations. And like when I, when I saw my hands for the first time, it was like seeing my hand for the first time and I was just absolutely transfixed by the mobility of joints and the and like the complexity of of, of physical form. <laughs> and over the next 15, 20, 30 minutes, like slowly, slowly like like memories of like what I am and who I am and identity structures and knowledge of what place I fit in this world and the, and who, like labels and roles that I fill and relationships that I have slowly filtered in, but originally there was just this pure originality. I was nothing, yet I was everything. Very, very profound experience. It was, it was an experience, I guess, where I came away I'd already had this uh, this this sort of mantra playing over in my mind from my San Pedro experience. The mantra was, "I am God," <laughs> which I guess in certain circles and times in history would get you burned at some stake or whatever, or outcast from society. But for me, it was emerging as as a as a as a powerful truth. Like I am God. Within me is God. The, the essence within me, beneath the ego, beneath my fears, beneath the labels, beneath the physical form, beneath the mental chatter, beneath it all is God. And in that state, when I emerged from this non-dual experience on this forest floor, I was reborn in a sense as God. <laughs> now there's a very ultimate... Uh, non-Christian way of looking at being reborn. <laughs> Hilarious. So that was chapter two. Beautiful 
beautiful experience with toe medicine. And then two days later, the, just saying yes, 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 yes. I was invited to a experience to uh, with the frog, Cambo. And I know that this feels like a like a I don't know, like some sort of tour through the entheogenic universe. Um, so we've we've gone from San Pedro to Toad DMT to Cambo the frog. And very quickly, I'll just explain that Cambo is um, again from the Amazon, um, like San Pedro, like ayahuasca. And the the law, the the mythology around Cambo is that the, the shaman from the local village had tried everything to help his tribe recover from sickness and nothing was working and so he went into a deep trance state communing with ayahuasca and in this uh, in this trance state he was guided to the frog camber and the frog was is just the, the camber frog uh, just sits there it's it's so solid it's so like um, it's so tame because it's it's got the medicine that it contains is so toxic that it has no predators so you can just go up to a camber frog and pick it up Anyway, this this mytholo- mythological shaman, maybe he was real, picked up a frog and was guided to harvest its uh, the medicine by massaging the legs in a certain way so the gland secreted something which he took back to his tribe members and he had an understanding, a download of how to apply it by burning away the, the, the top layer of skin so that it's you ju- and you apply just on, on that, not on a bloody layer, but, and not on skin itself, but on the subcutaneous level. And then through that process, his tribe was healed. And apparently, the Amazonian culture, it was used as a, as a way to purify or a way before battle, before hunting. It was used to like cleanse the spirit in such a way that the hunting experience would be like a direct communion with nature. And so the Cambo experience, this is my third time with Cambo. It's quite a, <laughs> the best way I can put it is like, just imagine being poisoned by a poisonous frog from the Amazon. It feels like that. Like you, as soon as the, the dots, the points are applied, the poison is applied, you, you get this massive rush of like high blood pressure and you kind of like still start to feel heat in your body. And gradually it's like your face goes red and some people get like really puffy. Some people start looking like frogs, and it gets and and it gets really intense. Like like that feeling of nausea, and there's sage smoke, and there's prayers, and there's songs, and you're just like, this is so painful. But at the same time, you can feel that this medicine is doing the sort of cellular cleanse that we don't have anything in our culture that does. A deep, deep, deep cleanse, almost like your cells and your mitochondria and your, everything in them is just getting cleaned out from the inside out. And you sense that. You sense that that's happening. You sense like you're being scanned by some very sophisticated kind of like technology. And that as the medicine goes through your body, you're getting cleaned out. And then eventually, you're reaching that point where you're nearly ready to unload. And previous to this, you've downed two liters of water. And so you're full in the belly. And then, finally, sweet relief. And you puke into this bucket and everybody around you is saying, Viva! Viva Cambo! Like it's a celebration. Like in in these cultures, to puke 
it's not a shameful thing or something to like flush down the toilet. Like to puke is to is is to cleanse. It's to it's to release. It's to do work. It's a it's a powerful practice. And we puke into these buckets. We celebrate other people's puking, and and afterwards we put this puke very mindfully onto uh, nature itself, onto the grass, onto the plants, and straight away you move from feeling like like you've been poisoned by a toxic frog to feeling like oh, so clean and powerful and and so like light and clear so clear and that's Scambo and so that was chapter three of the journey and the nugget that I got from the Cambo experience was how these vibrations these these like heaviness or or um, toxicity in terms of whether that's physical you know living by a I don't know a nuclear power plant or whether that's emotional like holding on to anger or that's physical eating shit food all of these things build up as physical manifestations in our body. And what I learned with Cambo is that these, these low vibrations manifest in our body and we can get them out of our body. And we must get them out of our body. We must operate on the cellular level. We must if we, if we seek to spend our lives living in flow, living on higher levels of consciousness. The powerful lesson for me to understand, like, the cellular level, how low vibrations build up in our body. So, saying yes to life, we quickly move on um, from the plant medicine work to another mini chapter. And that was the last plant medicine that I've done in, in a long time. Actually, that's not true. We'll come back to the last chapter. Um, but I was invited to spend some time with a breath master called Dan Brule who was in Australia for the first time. And when my friend Bodhi said, I'm going along to um, study with Dan, he's doing a workshop, he's epic, he's all about breathing, he, he emanates the highest of the vibrations, obviously I said, yes, I'm coming. So I went and spent time with Dan Brule, who's a beautiful man, a brother, a mentor, a, a, an elder, um, and a teacher of mine. And uh, Dan Brule is a, is, a, is a master of, of breathing and he's spent his life learning with other masters of breathing from Taoist traditions and yogic traditions and also just like western traditions as well like rebirthing and vivation but most of all just by having an intimate relationship with his own breath his own spirit his own form that's the true essence of Dan Brule's mastery and that's the true beauty of what he taught me was to build the relationship by becoming conscious of your breath and the, the the most like we spent days like learning different breathing patterns um, learning ways to induce altered states through over breathing and circular breathing how to heal ourselves through the breath how to grow through the breath how to let go of stories through the breath how to like invite new power through the breath how to interface with life on a whole new level of higher consciousness through the breath and the beautiful the, the, one of the things that Dan taught me apart from like the cosmic yawn which uh, I'll if you ever if you ever spend some time with me I'll teach you about the cosmic yawn um, but Dan gave a beautiful way to understand what the path to whether you call it peak performance 
high consciousness, greater self-awareness, inner mastery, whatever you call it, the journey that we're on to feel the feeling that we all want, which is wholeness or contentedness or self-love, service, contribution. Like Dan had a very beautiful, clear way to describe this journey and how to get there. And he talked about how we have our we have our inner nature, and we then we have our ego, which he calls our mind body system. And the work that we do to get to this place that we want to get to, in his language, is to work with the ego, the mind body system, so that it develops, so that it one day it starts to vibrate on the same frequency as nature itself. So that our inner nature, our being, everything about us, like our soul, our body, our ego, our physical form, is vibrating at the same frequency as the forests, the jungles, the rivers. And that hit me in a very beautiful way. It stroked me. (laughs) It was such a awesome way to understand like because a lot of people are out there trying to like kill their egos or like i don't know like demonize their egos or like you know you often hear people say like experience ego death and it's like it can create this kind of like feeling that you know you you got to do battle with this with this evil force and the only way to get to 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 enlightenment is to like kill or banish this evil part of you and and it's just bullshit you know it's like our ego is just like a function of our evolution that's put that's that's evolved to serve us and the only problem is like the whole relationship between like who's serving who has become very confused and what i took away from dan is this idea of actually like through gaining consciousness of our breath by becoming conscious of more of our breathing That act of being conscious of that breath allowed me to become more conscious, which allowed me to resonate more at the frequency of nature itself. And that is the path. (laughs) So simple, so beautiful, so clear. So I moved on from working with Dan Brulet and I was traveling solo, sleeping in the van, like spending lots of time by myself, which is a beautiful part of this particular journey I was on. And by this stage, I've worked with San Pedro, I've worked with Toad, I've had a rebirthing experience through breath, through Toad Medicine, through San Pedro. All of these themes of rebirth have come up. And, and now I was invited to partake in a Tantra retreat where I dropped in for five days with 24 beautiful humans, the space held by two masters, one called Steve James, who's coming up on the podcast in three weeks, and one called Michaela Bowen, who's a direct lineage holder of the um, Kashmir Shaivism tradition of Tantra. And these two humans are just very beautiful and um, very powerful, uh, very whole beings. And being in their presence was amazing. And I'd never really dived into Tantric philosophy. And this is not really about philosophy. This is about work with dealing with uh, whatever blocks your full expression. So just imagine the state at which I'm coming to this thing. 
I'm open. I've been cracked open by nature itself, by my own breath, by the presence of masters. And I come to this tantra experience just like beaming love and just like so enraptured by life itself, by the beauty of life. And so I just dropped into this five-day experience without any real vulnerabilities to speak of. And I was able to just soak in what I was being taught so powerfully. And I was learning about polarities and sexual tension, friction, and how the, the dance between masculinity and femininity, how we can, can actually like increase erotic friction and tension by mastering intimacy and mastering heart connection and so that we can learn how to be more present with another human being, potentially with a lover, uh, but not always. And we can learn how to increase the level of connectivity with another human being so that we, we create this like electrical current that flows between us. And when that heart connection, like when we're vibrating at the same electromagnetic frequency, we, in that there is a divine communion, like we become one. And in that state, we can like be one, but we can like pull apart and then come back together and pull apart and come back together. And this, this is love making. <laughs> this is intimacy. This is like the, 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 the beauty of human relationship with self and with other. It's learning how to flow between these polarities and understand the beauty of the, every stage of the spectrum between these polarities. And um, I took so much away from this experience, being in the presence of all these people and um, gaining greater insight into all that stands between me and full expression. And it's just, it's, it's evaporating, you know, like step by step by step, I'm feeling more creativity just pouring out of me. And, you know, I've been writing poetry and banging my drum and just feeling like, oh, there's nothing in the way of just like expressing my truth. And it, I just feel so grateful for all of these things. And when you, when I look back on this whole journey, it's like a journey to wholeness. That's, I think when I look back on this particular quest, you know, I guess that's my whole life, but this microcosm within the macrocosm of my life has really been a six week, eight week journey to wholeness, a journey to understanding that I am God and that you are God. And that any kind of belief system or limitation that manifests in the form of I am, I am less than, I am not good enough, is just bullshit. And at any moment in life, we have the choice, we have the power to disconnect from that dysfunctional, like corrupted program and plug straight back in to the absolute truth, which is beneath all the crap, you are whole. I am whole. You are perfect. I am perfect. You are God. I am God. That is there underneath. You are nature. I am nature. We are whole. And then stuff gets in the way like static. Like... At any moment, we can choose to plug in straight into nature, into our wholeness, by reminding ourselves of our wholeness. You know, I might, make, might be making this sound simplistic, but I want you to understand that it's not. This is actually quite possible, you know, and it does help to be in nature. It does help to not to surround yourself with people who also understand what they really are, what their power is. But really, it comes down to yourself and it comes down to yourself in this moment, not in the past. It comes down to your relationship with yourself now. 
this is what it's all about. It's all about self-love. And what and this is a this is a show about flow. This is a show about living in states of flow. This is a show about flow states. And a lot of people think about flow states and they think, okay, um, that's just doing stuff well and being in the zone. And I'm gonna and all those other cultural program which says, um, you know, you know, um, I'm just gonna go with the flow. And it's kind of like perpetuates this kind of like lazy or like passive kind of like response to just being like swayed around by life. And that's not it. There's a purity that is nature itself. And then there is the static, which is the struggle, the pain, the friction, the ego, the thought patterns, whatever you might call it. And then when we learn to bring that static into the same frequency as the purity below, then we're in flow because the, the flow, the purity just flows straight through us and we are, we are expressing flow. We're at the emerging edge of flow. It's just coming out of us. We're living as unfolding emanations of the purity, the wholeness, the beauty of life itself. <laughs> That's what living in flow is all about. Anything less than that is bullshit. <laughs> So that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I know this has been a little bit of a full-on um, exploration in terms of my journey, um, but I want you to understand that whether whether you're an entrepreneur or a mother or a father or whatever label that you put on yourself, it comes down to taking responsibility for your relationship with yourself. This journey to wherever it is that you're headed to is a journey towards a sense of wholeness and self-acceptance, self-respect, self-forgiveness, ultimately self-love. Nothing to do with the outside world. If you're blaming your boss, your colleagues, the people around you, it's like that is all just data coming in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the suffering, thank you for the teaching, thank you for the challenge, thank you for being so annoying that you're like riling me up inside, thank you. Because you're giving me more evidence, more indications, more ways of understanding that I can come within. I can see through you what exists within me so that I can do the work on that. And by doing the work on that, I, the natural emergence, I can start to pull out little hooks like blaming patterns, judgment patterns, like I'm not good enough patterns. Just pull them out, ba, 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 until what's left, what's already there. What The thing that I said was already lying underneath all that stuff is just like the highest of vibrations. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, one thing that I'll say is, uh, I'd love to have you in Flow Tribe. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going in there. Um, if you would like to work with me, if you'd like to chat with me, just email me at jero at flowstate.co. Um, if you're an entrepreneur and you're running a business and you want to get flow consciousness and flow culture into your business so that you turn your business into a living, breathing, thriving organism rather than a machine of ego and fear and distrust where there's like silos and hierarchies and people not feeling good enough, and you want to create an organism where it's just like trust, purpose, 
expression, creativity. Like, talk to me. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. One final breath together, guys. You are whole. Thanks for listening to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Check us out at www.flowstateperformance.com for more inspiration to unleash your potential.